Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Krista, welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Tell us a bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. I have been in real estate for 20 years. I used to be a third grade teacher prior to getting into real estate. And I've pretty much been in the top 1% every year, except for one. I've sold about just over 2,200 homes in my career. And now I actually coach real estate agents across the country. Are you still selling homes today or have you transitioned fully to coach? Last year, I only sold 90 homes, which for me is like really low. Like usually I do 150, 160. In fact, the year that I left coaching full-time, I sold 154 homes. So typically I do more, but I sold 90 homes last year working five hours a month in my business in real estate. I'm like the creator and the script person, and that's what I do. And then my team runs my processes and my systems for me. So uh, yeah, I'm still selling, but just not really as involved in it as I used to be. So was the reduction in the selling more so to focus on other parts of your business rather than maybe the market or real estate itself doing something? Yeah, that's because I coach like 99% of the time. So I have a multi-million dollar coaching business now. Just in the past 60 days, we've taken on 110 new students, coaching clients. So I coach like 99% of the time I'm coaching and training and, and that kind of thing. That's where my focus is now. So because of that, my brother, he's got more work-life balance than I had when I was in real estate. And so he's not as driven as I am to sell as much. And so he's happy making the kind of money he is with a 90 limit. Had I been doing real estate full-time, I absolutely would have sold more for sure. But <laughs> I'm coaching still. So. I've heard from a lot of people that they're not sure if they want to become a real estate agent or not. What things should someone consider when they're trying to decide if they want to go into being a real estate agent full-time as a career? What are the most important things to know or even just think about? Yeah, that's a great question. I think everyone goes into real estate thinking it's just going to be so easy and so fun and you got to work. I mean, I will tell you, like, I didn't work weekends or nights, but that's because I have a very unique competitive marketing advantage. I do a lot of social media and digital marketing. And so people would wait for me and they'd kind of adapt their schedule. So I didn't have to work weekends and nights, but that's really kind of rare. You really need to make sure that you have a really good support system in real estate because the average agent only sells like two, three homes a year, according to the National Association of Realtors. And I think it's very common that 97% of agents do 3% of the business and 3% of the agents do 97% of the business. And I think it's going to be even more like that as the market starts to change. So you got to be prepared to work really hard to be as innovative as possible to adjust and change. There is so much competition. You are absolutely in bloody waters in real estate. Like everyone you know is a real estate agent. So therefore it's not just looking at houses all day long and all that. Like it's really a lot of work. People are very demanding. They want you every weekend. They want you every night. When they want something because that's their most important valued asset, right? It's their home, especially when it's a really competitive market like right now. So it's very competitive, as you can see right now with no inventory. So right now, even more so than ever, it's like as competitive as you can imagine. So it's really difficult to get listings or to get offers accepted. When we look at those data points that say, you know, 3% of the agents are selling 97% of the homes, do you think some of that is watered down by people that have their license but aren't selling? 
Yeah, but the bottom line is that they are, right? And I think it's also not only watered down, but it also because there's a ton of people selling onesie twosies. So those people selling onesie twosies should not be selling whatsoever because they have no idea what they're doing. You don't know what the market's doing, how to really help your client to the best of your ability when you're only selling one or two houses a year. I think that's why we have such a bad rap that, you know, real estate agents make so much money. We make so much money because the barrier to entry is so, so easy. And because so many agents aren't doing it the way they should, they're not treating it like a career and a profession and, you know, learning to do the best job possible and learning to use innovation and technology to the best of their client's ability. Most agents aren't wanting to spend any money on their listing. And there's some wonderful agents out there, don't get me wrong. I'm just talking about the ones that aren't really doing it as like a full-time career. They're just kind of playing real estate. What are some of the most common misconceptions you see people having when they're just becoming a new agent or before they're about to become a new agent or even just about real estate agents in general? I think that the business is just going to come to you. They're just going to make so much money. I think that is a big deal. I mean, my first year, I sold 69 homes my first year in the industry. All of those were buyers. And I would stop what I was doing at any second and work with buyers no matter when it was. Four months before I even got my license, I followed somebody in the office and like literally went on every listing appointment with him and went to the office every single day and just sort of was like his little lemming. I followed him everywhere. It's a lot to learn. You think you're going to learn something from your real estate course and you don't learn anything from your real estate course. All the knowledge happens in the field. But how do you get knowledge if you're not doing any business? (laughs) So it's kind of hard at first, like unless you can figure out how to be innovative and different. In order for you to be known, you have to be seen and you have to be heard. So I believe that being visible and being seen and being heard is imperative in real estate. What is the best way for a new agent to manage their personal cash flow and just the schedule of payments that they get? Some months they might have a bunch of deals in the pipeline and they might close a bunch of deals in one month, but maybe the next month they don't close any because everything closed in the month before. So it tends to ebb and flow a lot. How do you manage as a new agent your cash flow that's not the same as quite having a W-2? I think that as an agent, you need to be willing to number one, invest in yourself. There's been days, I mean, a lot of days in real estate where I made more money in a day than I made in a whole year as a teacher teaching school for six years. I think you need to be willing to invest in yourself. Real estate can be such a lucrative career. You can make a ton of money. You can have a ton of flexibility. It also can be, you know, very draining. I know a guy who bought one of those coffee carts, a big coffee cart. It was $350,000. So he spent $350,000 on a coffee cart to make $5 a coffee. Real estate agents, I think they need to set aside a marketing budget. They need to invest in good coaching and learn from somebody that can really teach them. And I think if they do that and they treat it like a career, I mean, you can make more money in real estate than being a doctor or an attorney or a lawyer or an accountant. There's so many great professions and those professions, it costs them hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to get trained. And then it takes years and years and years, but with real estate, you can just get in, get your license with a few trainings and then expect to just like, oh, I'm going to make all this money. And that's just not the way that it works. So I think that agents should really invest in themselves, set aside a marketing budget, make sure that they're marketing on a regular basis themselves, get familiar with the area, learn how to utilize social media and video content to really, really reach the masses locally. So it appears that they're doing business, even if they're not, because they're new and just invest. I mean, I hope that's answered it right, but I'm really, really passionate about people investing in themselves because that's the best way for you to get the knowledge and the exposure is by investing. Are you wanting a kickstart on your business and you want to learn how to be the go-to professional in your industry? Well, guess what? I've got a challenge for you. It's five days of coaching. It's brand new. Just go to kristamayshore.com slash client conversion. That's kristamayshore.com slash client conversion. And you'll get a training with me for five straight days. That's going to help kickstart you as the go-to professional in your industry. So sign up and I'll see you there. How do we define or measure success as a new real estate agent? Is it a certain number of deals? Is it transaction volume? How do we know if we've been successful as an agent or not? 
I know a lot of people will say, I closed 12 deals my first year. And that's pretty good because the average agent sells three in a year. So I think that'd be good. Like one a month or two a month, you do two a month, you're just crushing it. I closed 69 my first year. I don't know even how I did that. Honestly, looking back, it was mostly survival. I've just gotten, went through a really bad divorce. I came home one day and my husband was having an affair and we had drained bank accounts. And I just left my full-time teaching job to stay at home and take care of my daughter who had gotten really, really sick. And next thing you know, we just bought a brand new house. And here I am with two little girls, a brand new house, empty bank accounts. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had to dive all in. And you know, my reason why it was really important to do well, and that was to take care of my daughters. You have to have a really good reason to want to do well, right? So I think that helps. But I think that if you're doing, you know, 12 to 18 deals your first year, you're doing a really, really great job. Like that's just amazing. One a month. You know, if you're doing two a month, you're crushing it. I think it takes time to get to that point usually. And you have to be willing to like give up a little bit, right? If you're willing to not be on the boat some weekends and maybe not watch your favorite Netflix show at night so that you can learn the skill to make the money. How long is it from passing your test to getting that first deal usually? What do you see on average? You know, I don't know. I mean, I have some students that, like I have one girl, her name's Lynette Jaswal, and she's just doing so good. Like she made more money in a month and she made like her whole year prior as well. And she had like three deals under contract. Another new agent, Yasmin, she actually had like 10 deals closing in four months. And that's pretty great too, right? So I think that's very uncommon. I think in most cases, unless you have like a huge fear of influence or you're investing in marketing, like you're marketing yourself and you're showing up really heavy, strong online presence and you're doing it that way, I think that it might be a little bit easier, <laughs> right? To do well. But I think that's uncommon. I mean, if you're selling one home month, I think you should be really, really proud of yourself, you know, and feel like you're doing a good job. And then the next year would be to double that goal, at least double or triple it. I think it's much more easier once you get momentum to do better with the momentum of your past efforts. Sometimes my a slower start. Let's assume somebody's brand new. They just passed their real estate test. What's the first step that they need to take? Start creating video content. Start creating content about your community. Like be what I call, I actually have this frame trademark, the community market leader. Anybody thinks real estate, they need to thank you. Now understand that perception is reality. Even if you're not doing any business and if you're out there talking about neighborhoods and doing local interviews of local professionals and you're out there and talking about what's happening, what's coming up in the community or fun things to do or best places to go for happy hour or doing a market update, doing all these things, talking about real estate terms and what to expect when selling or buying, trends in real estate. When you're doing that and you're creating content, people have the perception that you're doing business. So even though you're not, you maybe have never even sold a house before. When you do that, it's a really great way to ensure that you can start your foot in the door in real estate. So that's exactly what I'd recommend doing. Why aren't more agents leveraging both the power of digital marketing and social media in their business? Most agents are taught from their broker to do open houses or cold call or door knock or do just work on your sphere of influence or do pop buys. Like they're taught all these things that work, but they can never work on a massive scale. For you to think about selling 100 plus homes a year, it's really difficult to do that from a sphere of influence or from doing pop buys. You're only one person. It's not manageable. So in order to scale, you have to think about scaling by being in front of people in a massive level all the time. I think agents are afraid of it. The thought of doing video scares them to death. The thought of technology scares them to death. And they're just not taught to. Like they're not taught. That's what you do. And that's what you need to do. If you want to dominate your area and be seen by the masses, you absolutely need to be seen by the masses, right? And you can do that on social media. 